Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Morning, man. We Morning. uh we got we got got a fun show today, I think. Oh, I'm I'm actually real I was chomping at the bit to get this show going today. I woke up early. I was like, I go as early as you need, Andy. I have a lot of things on a lot of things. Well, there's a lot to talk about from last night's game, well, man. A ton to talk about. There's already, you know, people are talking about, like, I can't, I, some of the conversations that are going on I love. Some of the conversations are going on I hate. Some of the, you know, I, I was at a Super Bowl party. I reviewed the commercials today because I didn't really get to see any of them uh, in the moment. Um, I saw Rihanna, obviously she was great. I thought, um, and just a great game in my opinion, uh, obviously an Eagles loss. That was what I was rooting for. So I was happy about that. Um, but all in all, like, dude, you know, 38, 35, you tell me going in to a Super Bowl, it's going to be 38, 35, pretty good game. Yeah. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Didn't like how it ended personally. Um, I, I just, it just sucks that a game can end on a call. And for the record, like I tweeted, I'm not even saying the call is wrong. I'm not saying yeah. I'm In saying fact, the calls was right. I'm saying it sucks that we end a game that was played so well with, you know, it's, it's basically, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like a ticky tacky foul. Yeah, it's a ticky-tacky foul, and it's just, Joe, it's just to end a game that, again, was so exciting. You would have loved to seen the Eagles and Jalen Hurts with a chance to tie or win with a minute 30. You would have loved to see that, of course. I mean, not me as a guy who's rooting against the Eagles, but, of course, in terms of uh, a game, it was, like, I agree with everyone. It was a bummer the way it ended. That being said... Don't grab a guy's jersey, and the game doesn't end that way. And here's the other thing that I want to say because, like, I think there's a lot to talk about in this game, but from both teams' performances, coaches, quarterbacks, offense, defense. Like, I have so many thoughts on this game. For starters, like, it, almost nothing went the way I thought it was going to go, except for Kadarius Tony randomly being a fucking X factor, which I totally saw coming. But it seems like we got to do this refs thing to get it out of the way. Um, I think NFL refereeing is poor. Now, obviously, they get more calls right than they get wrong. But I, but my issue with NFL refereeing is I think it could be better. And I think that we have the technology to make it better and the money to make it better. The NFL makes infinite money. So why are these guys not full time? Okay, um, we have every angle 
So why is every call not reviewable? You know, you can still keep the same amount of challenges. Why does the call on the field matter? It shouldn't. Um, and then, of course, why do the NFL back poor refereeing and don't just say, hey, we blew this call, we blew that call? And and if you're going to make these guys, to me, it would, I would say, we're going to make you full-time employees, but what comes with that is that we are going to review each and every call that you guys make, and the guys who get it right more often than not will keep getting money, and the guys who get it wrong more often than not will lose their jobs, will be replaced, will be put on less games, will not get the same bonuses, all that stuff. You have the money to pay these guys, and you have the money to give them bonuses if they're, if they're great at their job, and, and, and own it when it's wrong. The, my issue with everybody's complaints from last night are twofold. One, I don't think the NFL refereeing is where it should be already. I certainly don't want to add to that the layer of the referees should also be deciding when calls should be made and when they shouldn't be made. Your job is to call the game. I hate hearing, just seems like that's a call they should let go in that situation. I don't want the referees thinking about the situation. I want them thinking about the rules and calling the rules. I don't want another layer they're already pretty bad at well, owning it. I don't so, want so them saying. So you're saying their their nuance shouldn't matter, is what you're saying? Not at given the specific time of the game or the specific moment or what's on the line or this is going to leave them with no time left or like that's not something I want referees doing. Like this isn't you pulled somebody over speeding and they're on their way to deliver so, a baby. So this like, is this is like you. I want defensive holding being called when they see it, and not called when they don't see it. So like, I mean this. So this play right here. So so this is a very ticky time. I mean, look, and we're obviously slowing it. And down. again, this isn't the call right there. Is not the call, by the way. Is it the second one? It's the first one. It's it's before this. It's here. He's got his hand on his back and he pulls his jersey and he tugs it's, him and he uses right, it. To, right hand, right here, right here, right hand. Watch him get pulled back. He's gonna he's gonna try to make his break. Ugh! He gets pulled back and that keeps Bradbury even in the play. Otherwise, he gone. So, it's not this. It's not this, which is also, you know, that's for sure a borderline call. But let me ask you this. So here's a second angle. Do you think if that first pull on the jersey by Bradbury on Schuster, Smith-Schuster, do you think he catches it? Because here, here, here's the second angle. Well, now, we're, now we get into something that if you go through my tweets, you will see me writing 1,000 times. It doesn't seem as though the quote unquote uncatchable thing is even a thing anymore because that's what I'm wondering and that's why I bring that up because like look so so let's just go back on the beginning of the play obviously he pulls on the jersey no one's debating that or no one should debate that so he pulls on the jersey but now does this make the play 
Does it affect it enough is what I'm asking. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't even, dude, I'm telling you, I've tweeted this a thousand times this year alone. I have seen way more uncatchable balls be flagged for passing. It doesn't seem like pass interference or, or, or at least I should say, to me, I've seen it on pass interference, and I definitely thought uncatchable was part of the pass interference rule. I don't, I'm not sure that they even enforce that anymore, but I think, and I could be wrong about this, maybe uncatchable isn't even a factor in defensive holding. It might not be. And listen, again, bummer that that's the way the game ended, but I don't want refs picking and choosing when they make their calls. And I don't think that that's what was done here. And also, if you go into the first, if you there's a huge third down in the first half where the Eagles get away with a blatant hold and a blatant pass interference. And I don't think, despite what Eagles fans or Chiefs fans or whatever are saying, I don't think the refs let that one go. I think the refs missed one and then got one. I don't think that they're saying, we're not going to call that one. Why would they? Why would you ever do that? This isn't holding on the offensive line, which is the most ridiculous thing to ever complain about because there truly is holding on every play. And basically, unless it's blatant, they don't call it. It's, it's such a subjective yeah. offensive line. Holding is so subjective. Defensive holding on a, on a player in the secondary is not subjective. And so, I don't want NFL referees deciding when we should or should not get that rule. Well, look, my, I struggle with that. I, I think, they're not I, good at their job as I is. Know, I know, but I think at any level, this is my vantage point. You could definitely call it. I'm not debating the hold. I'm not debating the tug on the jersey. I just think – I don't care about the sport, Joe. I think at times you have to hold your whistle. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't I don't care if it's – I disagree. You, so you disagree. So it's it's like at the end of a basketball game, unless it's a blatant foul – I always say, are we are we going to call that with, you know, point seven? seconds But what's seconds a blatant left? foul versus, like, the LeBron thing? Was that a blatant foul? The LeBron thing just a couple weeks ago. End of the game. Layup. Hit on the arm. Yeah, I wouldn't have called that. That's my point. How do you not call it? Oh, oh, it's, oh, 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 oh. The, so I'm sorry. I'm next. No, to me, that, that's more. That's but there, but, the, but that But this is my point. If you go in the comments for all that there are people who are like that it's ticky tack you can't call it at the end of the game you can't let that game to be sided on free throws uh, just about the only thing that i can think of in life in sports is a check swing like a check swing is so subjective and happens so fast and is not reviewable so I'm not punching a guy out to end the World Series because I think it's like you don't. I can tell you one thing. You don't know for sure when you make that call, no matter what. So a borderline check swing, that's about the only thing I can think about in sports. Yeah. Where you're going like, how do you make that call? Otherwise, it's like you make the call. Again, if if the question is he didn't hold him. I mean, James Bradbury said he did. Like, that's a different thing. But I don't want to add to an already 
questionable league officiating policy. Also, we determine when fouls happen and when they don't, how it's going to affect the game. I don't want, I don't want it. And, and I'm going to add the second layer of things that I'm, I'm really upset about reading and seeing. There is no dumber theory in sports. There's no dumber sports conspiracy than the NFL wants any team to win any game. The, N- the, the NFL is the king of American sports for one reason and one reason alone. Parody. There is a Detroit Lions Reddit page right now with thousands of people predicting them in the Super Bowl next year. The reason the NFL is king, week one next year, every fan base thinks they're going to win the fucking Super Bowl. They think it's going to happen, dude. There are no Cincinnati Reds fans in the NFL. There are no fucking, you know, shitty NBA teams. You Every team goes into the NFL season thinking we could win the Super Bowl. Do I think the Giants will win the Super Bowl last year? No, I don't. Could they? They could. This is how the NFL makes its money. The idea that the NFL wants the Chiefs over the Eagles is the world's dumbest sports conspiracy. Why would they? Why would they ever want it? Michael Jordan getting six rings in the 90s when when he was head and shoulders bigger than any player in professional sports and they were trying to take the sport globally? You want him to win? Sure. You want the Lakers to win over the Sacramento Kings? Because Kobe and Shaq and the the markets and L.A. and whatever. Dude, the Super Bowl could be Jaguars, Lions. It's going to get 35 million people watching. The name of the game in the NFL is parody. If you more than that. Right. If you think think the NFL wants any single team to win over any other team, you don't understand the NFL. You don't understand business. You don't understand anything. It's the worst single sports conspiracy I've ever heard. I well, I, the, you think you think the NFL wanted us to be bored that the Patriots were in every Super Bowl for a decade? You think the NFL wants us to be bored? But I, but I don't think that's boring. I think that creates. You know, you have heroes and villains in all walks of life. I, I, I would argue that that's not boring. I think I think the Patriots in their dynasty creates a great storyline and creates an evil empire, so to speak. Right? It creates the villain. I, I, I don't think that's boring. I, I I disagree, and I think that the NFL. I I don't. I think the NFL is so many sports are worried about growing their game. I think the NFL's only thing is don't lose any fans. Like there's no new who, we're, there's no new fans to be had, man. You have all the fans. You don't want people going, I'm sick of Mahomes, man. I'm sick of Jackson Mahomes. Every year it's the fucking Chiefs and the fucking blah blah blah. You don't think they would have loved half of those Patriots Super Bowls to be Peyton Manning Super Bowls? You don't think they would have loved the Niners not to be in the fucking Super Bowl every year for a fucking eight years? Like the NFL is built on everybody loving any given Sunday. 
Well, it's like I tweet. Nothing will change, guys, as long as the money's there. Like, we can bitch all we want about the refs. You're still watching games. You're still buying Sunday ticket. You're still playing fantasy, playing, going online and gambling. Like, like nothing will ever change until their bottom line is affected. And that's just what's going to happen. Nobody is going to care whether it's Roger Goodell, the owners. Nobody's going to care about the ref situation as far as making better refs until it affects their money. But I, I would argue that the I would argue that the the strategy should be guys, you have the money and you have the technology and you have it because of us. You have it because we don't stop watching. The like the NFL refereeing is very simple. It's a very simple fix. Full-time refs. Everything's challengeable. Nothing the the call on the field doesn't matter and hold refs accountable. That's it. That's it. It's fixed. I fixed it for you. The idea of I just want it to be consistent. There's human error, man. Sometimes they miss a call. Sometimes they get one right. Sometimes they call a tiki tack one. Sometimes, like James Bradbury said, they hot he they miss it. He I thought I could tug his jersey and maybe they'd miss it. Or maybe I'd be able to get away with it. That's human. There is no there is no sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. No, sometimes they miss it, sometimes they don't. No one's out here going like we're gonna let that one go because that's dumb mm, i think they do i think sometimes they do let things go and think- and also let's 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 talk about refereeing if you're a if you're a eagles fan that's complaining today the letter of the law is that that james bradbury thing is a hold the letter of the law is also that that myers miles sanders catch is a incomplete pass but anybody who's ever stepped foot on a field and, and played with their friends knows miles sanders caught the ball then a guy knocked it out, and then he returned it for a touchdown. But that's not the letter of the law. The letter of the law is you have to make a football move. Unless you're Dallas Goddard, then you don't have to make a football move because you're by the sideline. So then all you got to do is bobble it for a second and hold it against your head. So we're, we're already, we already have weird NFL rules. Goddard doesn't have to make a football move. He just has to go out of bounds. But Miles has to make a football move or else it's an incomplete pass. So we're going letter of the law on the Goddard catch. Letter of the law. Letter of the law on the Miles Sanders catch. Letter of the law. Bradbury Holt, can we can we let him play? Can we just like, can we do spirit of the law on that one? Because the, the guy who picked up the fucking Miles Sanders fumble that was about to score his second touchdown of the game and make him the Super Bowl MVP probably wishes for a spirit of the law there too. We all know Miles Sanders caught the ball and then fumbled. You think, you think he caught it? The ball. Well, he caught the ball. It's so bad. And then bang. he fumbled it. But he, but you have to make a football move. Exactly. So the letter of the law there is you have to make a football move. And the letter of the law for James Bradbury is you can't tug a guy's jersey and impede his progress. So pick a fucking lane, guys. You want letter of the law rules or spirit of the law rules? Oh, you want spirit of the law rules when it helps you. But you want letter of the law rules when the game's on the line. The game's not even on the line if that fumble's picked up in return. The game's over. So, moving past all this. That being said, I 
hate NFL refereeing and just gave you how to fix it. But the, just, but the thing isn't let's let them pick and choose. Look, the game wasn't won or lost on that holding call, and that that obviously needs to be said. Most people understand that. There were so many plays in this game that if they go a different way for the Eagles, the Eagles win. The difference in that game right now, the difference if you look at that game, if you you know if you break that game down, the difference in that game. Is the return fumble like the fumble difference? That's the difference. I mean, I mean, if you if you're going to choose one play, it's the Jalen Hurts who just fumbled the ball and they returned it for a touchdown. He wasn't hit before he fumbled it. He just fumbled the ball. It's you know, and it the, sucks because he played a great game. The Vince Lombardi thing is there's five huge plays in every football game, right? There's five game changes. That's certainly one of them. Kadarius Tony's punt returns, one of them. You know, you could say that penalty at the game at the end of the game is one of them. You could say the that Mahomes scramble is one of like there's yeah. there's a lot of game you know game changing plays. Um, the 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 game itself was amazing, and it didn't go in any way. The thought of, of, of like the Eagles couldn't run the ball with their running backs. The Eagles got no pressure. Like Mahomes didn't get sacked at all. Zero pressure. The Chiefs, they they and yet they kind of held Mahomes in check where he didn't throw for a ton of yards. The the because they didn't have the ball at all the first half. Right, the Eagles' passing offense was effective. It was unstoppable. Their, their running game not effective. No pass. It, it just it didn't go any like everything that you would say. Oh, the 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 Eagles' game plan for winning this game: establish a run, get get. You know, uh, Sanders going, get uh, whatever the other dude's name is, Brightwell, whatever his name is, going, uh, get get to Mahomes. And then the Chiefs game plan is like, oh, we gotta we gotta be, you know, we we gotta win in a shootout, we gotta whatever. And it's like it, it almost went completely different than we all expected. Yeah, no, it really did. It, it, it did go different, and. We both were torn going into this game, right, on who to pick. I said I gave a slight nod to the Eagles because of the O in defensive line. And the Chiefs O-line played wonderful. They didn't give up any sacks, like you said. They only got one sack on Hurts. They definitely got more pressure on Hurts than what the Eagles did on Mahomes. But still, you know, it was a clean game. One sack for the entire game. So it was a, it was a very clean game. Andy Reid... Play calling, Eric Bianami, whatever master class. Yeah, yeah. So give the guy some credit, man. You, you, I feel like you, you, you give you don't give Andy Reid enough credit, in my opinion. Well, I don't. So, uh, he, listen, listen. Here's the thing. I love Phil Jackson. Okay, great coach, no doubt about it. Hall of Famer, Andy Reid, Hall of Fame coach. Phil did a, Phil did a lot when he had Michael and Scotty and. And Kobe and Shaq and the whole thing. Like, oh, Andy Reid's won two Super Bowls and been to three since Patrick Mahomes arrived? Like. Yeah, but look at it. But again, look at his record. He's consistently winning 10 games. It doesn't matter whether he has Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, or Patrick Mahomes. But he, in his career, gets into a situation where time management disasters offensive 
stumbles uh, in the biggest moments in the games. And now time doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes needs 11 seconds to score on any given fucking drive. Play calling doesn't matter because now they can do all kinds of things creatively because you can't fucking do anything about one of the greatest players of all time already. And that doesn't mean he, there wasn't a dude. I had such an absolute boner for the third and one pro set sweep two pulling guards fullback leading that was some fucking tecmo bowl fucking shit and i loved it and then there was the Kadarius tony uh, fake motion that that the darius light darius Slate still running across the field thinking that Kadarius tony's in motion and Kadarius tony's call. alone yeah great but i that's never really been the issue with andy reed and like props to andy reed for uh, you know, winning these championships. But I would say, you know, if Belichick is Popovich, Andy Reid is turning into the Phil Jackson, where it's like you got you got a guy who's moving up the all time quarterback ranking list pretty quick. Like I don't remember your Super Bowl appearance with Alex Smith. You know, I don't remember your Super Bowl win with Donovan McNabb. Yeah, but hold on. To be fair. What has Belichick done without Brady? Sure. I mean, been the defensive coordinator for two-time Super Bowl Giants team and, you know, Ben like, sure, without Brady. But, like, we, what is also his resume in length without Brady? Like, what are we really talking about? Uh, uh, two seasons on the Browns where he got them to the playoffs and the post-Brady era for three years? We're not talking about what was he in 14 years in Kansas city or what, or in uh, Philadelphia? Like we have, uh, uh, we have a nearly 20 year Andy Reed resume prior to Patrick Mahomes showing up. No, for sure. But I'm saying, and he's produced, I don't want to get too hung up on this. We might not agree. Like he's produced for those 20 years. And obviously, all he needed is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to yeah, win a Super Bowl. I was gonna say, obviously, you know, you had Patrick Mahomes, it's gonna make any any coach look good. But, but that and that's and that's sort of my thing with Andy Reid is the play call stuff and the creativity is amazing. And I, I, I don't, I'm not in their locker room. I don't know what part of it is Reid and Bienemy or them together or whatever. But your head coach is also the strategy and the time and all those other things that go with it. Where I feel like Andy that that hurt Andy Reid's teams. And now those are off the table because they have a guy who is just so goddamn good. How much was Patrick Mahomes actually hurting? Everyone, I mean, I, I mean, you saw my tweet, right? Well, I've seen you've been skeptical since even before the Bengals game. They're obviously really, really pushing that narrative. I thought he moved really well. Yeah, obviously. Now, now he a couple scrambles that were like game changing scrambles. Now, definitely, I think he had the longest quarterback run in Super Bowl history, the twenty six yard run. Yeah. Now, there's definitely that play where he, his ankle gets twisted around. I just, I just think it's hilarious that. Let's just call it what it is here. He didn't have a high ankle sprain. I'm not saying his ankle wasn't injured. Obviously, his ankle's injured. He didn't. 
hop on one foot to hand off the ball uh, against Cincinnati just because. Or was that the, I mean, that might have even been the game before. But he's not doing it just like. That was against the Jags. Yeah. He's not doing it just to look like he's hurt. He obviously has, he obviously hurt his ankle in that game. How do you know it's not a high ankle sprain? Because it's an eight-week injury that he shrugs off every 30 minutes like it never happened. That's what it is? I don't know. I don't know anything about high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's like a four, six, eight-week. Like, it's not. Dude, he didn't have a high ankle sprain. Like, the end. He just didn't. And why we're calling it that is I assume to throw them off about actually how hurt he is. You know? Um, He didn't have a high ankle sprain. And there's no doubt about it that they wanted them to think that his ankle was hurt more than it was. And that's not to say his ankle wasn't in pain. And that's not to say the twisting it doesn't, you know, make it hurt more. And there's not a moment, but like, also, I don't know what they're shooting him up with or whatever, if that's even a real thing. But like I saw that. Yeah, that's a real thing. They're shooting him up. He can't. Here's the thing, guys. But the thing is, is like he he can't th- feel that ankle until after the game. He's not right. feeling shit. But the thing is, is like I'm not even sure did he even need that. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm like, how hurt was he really? Like I'm not saying he wasn't hurt, but I'm just saying the idea that like Patrick Holmes is like playing on a broken ankle, but they're pumping him full of the Varsity Blues painkiller. It's like, dude, I kind I mean, it seems pretty obvious that like they wanted the Eagles to think he was more hurt than he was. Also, it doesn't matter how hurt he is or isn't. When you give a guy that much time, when you give Patrick Mahomes, let alone any NFL QB, he's going to pick apart your defense. How many wide receivers slash tight ends? I think he was, was he 12 for 13 or 13 for 14 in the second half with like three touchdowns or something like that? Like, Guys were wide open. There's three games in Super Bowl history that teams come back from 10 at the half. This, like, you know, I know Eagles fans have joined. I mean, actually kind of like what makes me laugh aloud is the audacity of the Eagles fans to call Niners fans whiny bitches for two weeks just to join the Niners Bengals fan. We were robbed party that has been going on for the better part of this past month. Like Eagles, you, you got destroyed in the second half. You couldn't stop them. They scored every possession. That's why you lost the game. You scored. They scored every possession. And, and for the record, anybody who actually watches football, if you've ever watched, let alone, Football, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. Come on, did 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 anyone did? I know we didn't. There's the no thought in my head was like, oh, the Chiefs are down ten. This game's over. Oh, Andy, at halftime of the game. So I, I went to a party. I, I knew a, for sure they're going to come back. I went to a Super Bowl party. Almost entirely Eagles fans. That was a mistake, but <laughs> but it was it was glorious in the end. But there's a guy there who was foreign, and he's not a big. American football, but he, he's like obsessed with sports gambling. And, and my buddy Dave goes, you got to talk to Joe. If there's anybody here to talk to about sports gambling, it's Joe. So at halftime, he's like, what, uh, what bets do you like at halftime? And I was like, I was like, dude, you're getting plus three ten right now 
for the Eagles to win the game. You're getting three over three to one odds for the Eagles to win the game. He's like, but the Eagles are not, or sorry, the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah. But the Chiefs are not going to win the game. I was like, mm, bro, they get the ball in the second half. I was like, in th- in three minutes, yeah, this is going to be a three-point game. Sure. And he's like, but they're not going to win. The Eagles are going to win. I go, okay. Well, I was like, I'm on the I'm on the phone with my brother right now. I can't talk to you. We're we're putting a bet in for the three to one. After the game, he's like, how? Do you? I was like, bro, it's not that fucking hard. Like, you thought you thought the Eagles were gonna run away with this game in the second half? Yeah, no way. Don't don't bet sports if you don't even watch sports. <laughs> like, it seems like a bad idea. It's like I was, like there's never a game where the Chiefs are out. There just yeah. isn't. I don't, there's never a game. There's never a game where the Chiefs, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, that they're going to be out. I don't care if they're down three touchdowns plus. There's never a game. Which which brings me to my next point. Can we stop this narrative, Travis Kelsey, who's the ringleader of the Chiefs as underdogs? This is one of the most hilarious spins I've seen. I didn't mind it in the Bengals game, and and that's on Bengals fans. Um, and the players on the Bengals. That's on Bengals fans, players, mayors, the whole thing, the whole shebang. I didn't mind it then because, honestly, the underdog thing, like as ridiculous as it is for the Chiefs to be playing the underdog role, it was equally ridiculous for anybody in Cincinnati, in the locker room, in the mayor's office, in in the city, to treat them as such. Yeah, agree. So I didn't mind it, but this this narrative that they've somehow always been underdogs or some shit is get out of here. Insane. It's it's insane. And it's also, abs- they were underdogs in this game, and and you know, rightfully so. But like, let's leave it at that. Let's well, leave it at that. Like, have like if I was Travis Kelsey, I'd be like, have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? You did this in Cincinnati, and then you you make us a two point underdog in this game. Have you guys learned nothing? Leave it at that. Yeah, this idea that you were underdogs in week eight or whatever is insane. Well, the whole thing has gotten insane. And and what Kelsey did after the Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship game was hilarious. He calls out the mayor. He obviously is invoking his inner WWE wrestler. That was hilarious. But now, but now I'll just say how I feel personally. It's played out. It's obnoxious. It's lame. Yeah. It's like I tweeted from Dirty Sports. You've been to four Super Bowls. I'm sorry, three Super Bowls. You've won two of them. Five straight AFC championship on every single betting website heading into this year. Before the year even started, you were a top three Super Bowl winner pick. You're not the fucking underdog, bro. And I'll take it one step further. You were the favorite, to my knowledge, unless I'm wrong on this. The Chiefs Going into every single game before kickoff, the Chiefs were the Vegas odds-on favorite to win the game except for the Super Bowl, and it was only a one-and-a-half-point difference. The, the Listen, I think it is absurd for it to now be like a full locker room thing where, like, where you guys, you're the little giants or whatever. You know what I mean? The only thing I will say is, what you know, going into this year – and 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 hopefully going into next year, uh, everybody like sort of is like, why are we talking about the Bills as favorites? Why are we talking about this team as favorites or that team as favorites? It's like, dude, 
the Chiefs are the favorites until they're not the fucking favorites anymore. 100%. We did this with the Pats. And for the record, Joe, they are the favorites. The, yeah, I know. The, Chief, the Chiefs are already the favorites. I know, but I'm saying, you know, it, it, when free agency hits and, you know, Derek Carr goes to the Jets or Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, like, don't do this, guys. Yeah, no, I don't agree. Don't do this. Don't do this Raiders are going to win the AFC West thing when they get Rodgers. Just don't do it. Like, so many people were the Bills, 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 Bills. The whole offseason was Bills, 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 Bills. This is the year of the Bills. Why? Because they almost beat the Chiefs last year. That was why. So this is what Kelsey, again, and I think part of it is why it's so obnoxious, and I know that's kind of his shtick, is he's screaming at the camera, and it's always with Patrick Mahomes. This is what he said right after the game, again, playing the under. going to take it home this year. Not Hold on. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. I kind of love him. One of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. What? Yeah. The, None the, of y'all said we're... Are you on crack, Travis Kelsey? No one said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year? What? I, I, I'm just thinking a little job. What? What are, what are you talking about? No, no one said you're gonna take it home this year. Feel that, feel it, and on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Okay, so Kelsey obviously is doing his own thing, but like you said, Prano, I just saw this before the show. Now it's like this whole locker room, which it, it's now just turned into comedy. So here's more Chiefs players playing this whole wild underdog role. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna remember being doubted. I remember being doubted every game. El, El, <laughs> Hold on, time out. Every game, bro. Yeah. I, I gotta, literally. I gotta I, say, I, I hear a statement like that, and you know what it makes me want to say to you? That makes you crazy. <laughs> every, every, like I just said, the Chiefs. I could that's, be wrong. That's a visual joke for everybody who's listening. <laughs> He looks like CeeLo Green. There you go. You got it. <laughs> the Chiefs were the favorite in every single game before kickoff. Every single game before kickoff, minus the Super Bowl. What are these guys talking about? I remember being picked against every game. I remember them saying the funky-ass Bengals going to beat us four times. I remember them saying we couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. I remember all of that shit. And now they're going to remember that I'm a two-time champ. Appreciate you calling that. Which you kind of just discrediting your point. So, like, you guys are such underdogs. You've already now won two times in four years, and you know, and you know, listen. This is it's 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 obviously something that you know you got to find a way to motivate these guys. They've been to five championship games. They've been to three Super Bowls. You got to find a way to motivate. No one believes in you. You're the underdog in this game. You're all the stuff. I get all that, but it's like. Honestly, the thing about Mahomes and Kelsey and anybody on this team right now, my my attitude is my like the way Shaq said to LeBron after he broke it. He's like, dude, if I was you right now, I'd be saying with my whole chest, I'm the goat. Like if I was on that fucking Chiefs team, I'd be like, we should be talking about how we're a, a dynasty. Correct. We're a budding dynasty. The underdog role is not the role to play here, like because you are. You are a budding. You are a. You are on your way to being a dynasty. Hundred percent. The problem is, 
I think all these teams like to do this now. Yeah. Remember when the Patriots did that for one year? Everyone doubted us. They were doing the same crap. The Bengals were doing it too. Oh, nobody trusted us when we started 0-2. and, and underdog. It's like you went to the Super Bowl last year. Every team cannot play the underdog role. Every team cannot play it. Like, guys, what are we what are we talking about? This is one of the most hilarious spins. Like, what analyst are they talking about? And and again, it was a point and a half, Joe. Like, this wasn't the Patriots who lost to the or yeah, the Patriots who beat the Rams in their first Super Bowl. Dude, you were a point and a half. It was basically a pick'em game. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is kind of, as listen, as a Giants fan, it is kind of wild to hear the 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 budding dynasty Chiefs play the underdog role more than the Giants players after they beat an 18 and 0 Patriots team where they were two touchdown underdogs. Yeah. It is weird. It is a little weird. Right? Can I do something? Can I talk about Patrick Mahomes for a second? I I'm I want to say something and I'm going to I'm going to avoid saying it in the way that it causes so much controversy on all these things. You know, we did we did our LeBron James, um, much to the chagrin of our of our listeners. We we discussed LeBron James legacy after he broke the all time scoring record, the audacity of us. Uh, he only broke the all time scoring record. So we've talked about him. I know that upsets people. I'm not going to do. Uh, like there's already this conversation and I'm seeing it on sports center this morning and on NFL network and all this stuff. And I see it on Twitter is like the goat thing. We're already doing the goat thing with Mahomes and blah, 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 blah. And, and listen, I'm kind of over the whole, I'm just kind of over the whole goat thing in general at this point because of what both of us in doing this show have to deal with and what we see online in regards to basketball. It's like, no matter what happens, no one's ever going to change their mind, especially when it's like certain guys, when it's the Tom Brady's and the Michael Jordan's of the world. So I'm not even like, I'm not even doing the goat thing, but I'll just leave it as simple as this. I really don't give a shit who anybody thinks is the goat. Uh, Like as much as I've replied to 5,000 TikTok messages about it, like LeBron James, to me, if you're if I was gonna take one basketball player ever to start a team around, it's him. I can't even think like I couldn't even make an argument if I wanted to for somebody else. It's him. He is him. If I was gonna take one quarterback of all time, I, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm a I'm an Aaron Rodgers slurper. I'm I'm an Peyton Manning is underrated at this point guy. I'm a Joe Montana is the best Super Bowl quarterback of all time. Um, Tom, I, I begrudgingly gave Tom Brady the GOAT status when he won with the Bucks. I'm the world's foremost Eli Manning slurper. But if I was going to take one quarterback ever, it's Patrick Mahomes. How can you not? Then you could do, you could, I don't, I really don't give a shit about your goat and until he wins this many titles or until he wins that many titles and Brady did all this and Brady did all that and Elway and Breeze and Marino and Peyton and Montana. I don't care. If you told me I had to build a team and you're not going to tell me my roster, it's Patrick Mahomes and I'm not thinking for a second about it. I'm not thinking for a fucking second about it, dude. 
We're doing an all-time quarterback draft. We're not going to tell you the rosters that go on. We're not going to tell you if we're going to have elite receivers or shitty receivers. We're not going to tell you if you have a great offensive line or a suspect offensive line. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to tell you whether you're going to have an elite defense. Patrick Mahomes never had an elite defense his whole goddamn life. Well, like I just said, how can you not? Like, if, if you are a fan of football and you said you're going to build your team around one guy, how can you not take Patrick Mahomes? How can you not? Well, put this up on your YouTube shorts and watch the Tom Brady fucking heads explode. Until he wins fucking seven. I don't want to fucking hear about it. It's like, dude, the NFL's crazy. Sports are crazy, dude. You can't decide how good the competition's going to be. When when there's a fucking, you know, when there's a when there's a LeBron James out there, you can't decide whether or not during that same time there's going to be a Duncan Spurs and a Steph Warriors. You can't decide that in Joe Montana's era, there his team was so fucking stacked, or in the fucking Cowboys era, there was they were so fucking Emmitt Smith's the goat running back because he's the Super Bowl. Type. You can't decide what's going to happen. I can only decide what I fucking see. Patrick Holmes. Does it when his offensive line is good. He does it when his offensive line is suspect. He does it when he has elite receivers. He does it when he has middle of the road receivers. He does it when his defense is middle of the road. He does it when his defense is dog shit. We've seen it up and down, left and fucking right. Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers, dude. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fucking fanboy. Devontae Adams left. Aaron Rodgers didn't make the fucking playoffs, dude. Tyreek Hill left. Patrick Holmes won the Super Bowl. He just makes plays, man, when he has to. I'd and, love and- to see if I'd love to see if uh Patrick Holmes has had a defense in these five years that crack a top ten Brady defense. I'm gonna guess no. Like, if you're starting a team and you have one position, which is obviously going to start with the quarterback, and you have his ability, not just throwing, but his mobility, his improvisation, how are you not taking Patrick Mahomes? That's why last night, like we said, 10 points, big deal. Anyone who's watched the Chiefs the last five years knows no lead is safe. They beat and, the Bills with 13 seconds. And we're sort of at the point now. And, like, I'm, I'm, obviously Patrick Holmes doesn't have the the the, the football resume that no. Peyton Manning had, that Tom Brady had, that Joe Montana has yet. But it's, it's almost like the point where we're at with the MVP awards, especially in, like, basketball, for example. It's really not the most valuable player. Um it's sort of the way we are with like the goat conversations that are happening all over the place. Now it really feels like the goat is about accolades and it's about hardware and it's about things that reporters vote on and things that like, you know, all-star games, who gives a shit about all-star games? Who gives a shit about, you know, the defensive first teams when you just get put on stuff to me, I'm it's sort of losing me. I love that argument so much. Andy, no one's participated in that argument more than me. 
right? When it comes to certain sports. Um, but it, it almost seems like, uh, like how important you were to the game is a matter is a fact and trope. It's like, and there's a separate thing, which is build me a football team from the ground up with all the players ever. Okay. I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Build me a basketball team. Okay. I'll take LeBron James. You can have, I don't care about your points per game. I don't care about your total yards. I don't care about your touchdowns and Super Bowls. I don't care about all that. That's what I'm talking about. When I talk about my greatest, that's what I'm talking about. Those two guys have a lot in common. And to me, it's like they do it in the modern era with an, a, a layer of dominance I've never seen before. And also in an era where Patrick Mahomes is, is in a stacked conference quarterback wise, you know, like he's in, and it's going to be fun to watch how it plays out the next few years with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. It's going to be fun to watch it play out, but he's above everybody. Right. He, and, he just and, is guys. And listen, if Joe Burrow gets a couple of Super Bowls and Justin Herbert gets a Super Bowl and all that shit. And so, therefore, Patrick Mahomes, whether this ankle's real or he just has the more money than he's ever needed, if he just goes, hey, man, I won five Super Bowls and I don't want to have CTE for the rest of my life. I'm done. I'm like, cool. I don't – seven greater than five or whatever your fucking dumb argument that all these people use. Like, I don't care. To me, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. It seems like that's a separate conversation that we're having these days. But I'm saying if I had to take one, and this is, I'm going to take you the whole next level. If I'm going to take one football player ever to start the team. It's not LT. It's not Jerry Rice. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Peyton Manning. It's, it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Patrick Mahomes. You know what's crazy? If you look at his numbers. And just like LeBron James, he's he's done it with teams that are suspect, dude. He's done it with teams that are suspect. Getting them there, even in losing, suspect team. Every, you know why the you know why the Chiefs play this fucking underdog card? Because the whole week everybody said the Eagles' offensive line is better and the Eagles' defensive line is better, and that's where football's won in the trenches. Yeah, unless you got Patrick Mahomes. So if you, I'm just looking right now. If you extrapolate his stats. Not that this will happen because nothing is guaranteed. But if you extrapolate from his first five years and say he does the same at the next five years, he's already going to have almost 49,000 passing yards and almost 400 career touchdown passes in, in, 10, in 10 years of starting. And again, there's no guarantee. I'm just saying if, if you do that, can you imagine? Can you imagine if in his first ten years, if he plays at this level for another five years, he has almost fifty thousand passing yards, almost four hundred touchdown passes in ten years? But and and isn't this kind of the same thing that we did with that conversation that upset so many people that we do in basketball all the time? But like, if Patrick Mahomes leaves after those ten years, and he does all the things that you just said statistically, and he does all the same things that he did winning. Games, two more Super Bowls, yeah, two more Super Bowls and a and another loss, four and two in Super Bowls, and he walks away with not the most yards ever, not the most touchdowns ever, and not the most TDs ever, or not the most rings ever. 
he's still my fucking goat, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. What? No, for real. It's it's he's definitely trending that way. I knew, like personally, I knew he was good. I I didn't think like even I was like, man, he like I did not see them winning another one this quickly because I know how hard it is. And like you mentioned earlier in the show, the strength of the NFL is the parity. And and as much as I hate the Eagles, and obviously was rooting for them, I would lose. I would root for them to lose to any to literally anybody. Um, my fear going into this game was, oh my god, we're gonna have one of these. We're gonna have a LeBron again. We're gonna have a LeBron situation where this otherworldly alien quarterback lands on earth and and manages to change a franchise so thoroughly where they went from having one Super Bowl appearance and no AFC championship game appearances since Joe Montana to five straight and he's going to go in and he's going to go in as the underdog and he's going to lose to a team with a better defensive line and a better offensive line and a better running game and we're going to do the one and two, a losing record. He's 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 like LaFlop. I was like, we're going to fuck it. This fucking poor guy is going to get this stupid, shitty, sports hot take, dumb fan thing. And I'm so glad it didn't happen because he's so fucking good. He deserves... To not have even the shitty, dumb person arguments be able to be made against him. So this is what I think when I watch him play, just from my own like internal feelings. I I think he's he's so good, and there and there's a few quarterbacks, and like obviously Burrow is not at Mahomes' level. Like I have him like right behind him, but like. And Burrow's a guy too where this happens to me. Where like I watch some of these guys, and Mahomes is again numero uno with this. When he has an incomplete class, an incomplete, incomplete, let me talk, incomplete pass, I'm surprised. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like he's so good. I'm like, oh, you didn't complete a pass that play. But conversely, I have to tip my hat to Jalen Hurts. I know that turnover was vital or crucial and affected. Played the game. a great game. God, he played a hell of a game, man. Yeah, great game. Played way better than I thought he was going to play. Just throwing the ball. Yeah. I'll play a call. I'll play an Eagles fan call. It's it's uh, it's Gene Marty Hunt, so it's tame. Oh, so a reasonable Eagles fan. Gene Marty yeah. Hunt is – and I and I, I want to shout him out before he even play the call. Uh, uh, I, I could be wrong. I don't think I've met Gene – um, but what's amazing is like, I don't want to meet Philly fans. Like if you're out there and you're, I kind of don't want to meet you. Now I've met a couple of dirt balls. I've met a great dirt ball, uh, down in Wilmington, North Carolina, Eagles fan, great guy. Great. But like, like when I don't, if I don't know for sure, like I'm, I'm going to play a better same Sorry. Gene has always been a very reasonable Philly fan. Seems like a great guy. I, I always kind of shocked. He even is an, a Philly fan because he's such a nice, great guy. I look forward to meeting him one day. And that's something you don't say about Philly fans. If you're me, 
So I'll play this call, 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. Give us a ring anytime, and you might make the show. Hello, Joe. Hello, Andy. Gene Marty Hunt here. Seconds after the Eagles loss. Kind of drunk. I'm disappointed. But it is what it is. People might complain about that last call. But you do not give up a 10-point lead at halftime. You did it to yourselves, kids. One thing I do want to ask you, Joe and Andy, is I see Jalen Hurts is, I think, year three into a four-year contract, maybe. I'm probably wrong, but uh, we're getting close to max out co- uh, contract range. So uh, I think we have one more year and one <laughs> we, because I'm not fucking playing, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, what do you think uh, teams like this should do? Because we have Joe Burrow, we have... Uh, also, the guy, uh, San Francisco, which is going to be extremely dangerous if they keep Purdy and buy more people. You got McCaffrey, you got Kittle, <laughs> shit, you got Sam, you got Debo. That team is going to be ridiculous next year. So it only goes up from here. Uh, that's about it. Sorry, I'm drunk and it's rambling. Uh, All right. So that's basically his call. He, he kind of goes on for a little longer. But uh, the Jalen Hurts question. What would you do? Put a hell of a season. Put a hell of a playoffs, hell of a Super Bowl. I already know. I mean, it's it's a really tough question. And, like, let's let's downshift or let's sideshift here to your boys, the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody's already talking. I mean, Justin – Randy Ruther, what's going on? Can we address that? Like, I I just saw some tweets. Are is there a is there a Joe Prano, Randy Ruther beef going on? Oh on well, first of all, I think I think Randy sometimes like I think Randy might have some trigger words. I just said that I felt like the it it seems like Bengals Eagles Niners fan, like like sometimes you just lose, man. Sometimes you just lose games. You haven't yeah. heard us. You haven't heard us. Giants fans out there being like, "Hey, man, this is what happened. You know, if this has gone wrong in this game, and this is what happened in this game, and then this game, and then the rest weren't getting paid to put Kansas City in the Super Bowl. It's just like sometimes you just gotta take an L. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna. I agree, and I'm just gonna say something about fan bases in general. You guys are all kind of bitches. I'm just saying, like everybody whines so much on Twitter. Bengals fans are doing it a lot too. Like and, and, everybody and, and, but, whines. But here's Stop my thing. Whining. Here's my thing. And and this is why I want to I want to put an olive branch. This wasn't an attack on on Randy at all. I was just saying, like, and and you know, I I don't know if uh, somebody on the the schoolyard called him a bitch back in the day, and he's got like a trigger word now. Like I wasn't I wasn't saying, yo, you're a bitch. I was just saying, like, this is like whiny bitch shit, like, week in and week out now. Just no one can, like, lose. Like, I think the Niners had a good shot in that game if they didn't lose their quarterback. But, like, they knocked out your two quarterbacks. Like, they knocked out your two quarterbacks. Like, you don't get to whine about that. Like, the Bengals lost to the Chiefs. And there was that play, the the third and fucking, you know, the, the, the phantom fourth down. That's a legitimate... NFL refereeing issue them not them calling a hold on James Bradbury isn't like I told you the NFL they want to fucking like this is all rigged for them this suddenly it keeps happening to the Chiefs oh my god you guys get used to it guys 
You know when you're going to see more and more things happen to the team that plays more and more. You're going to keep seeing the Chiefs get calls and not get calls because the Chiefs are going to go deep in the playoffs every year until Patrick Mahomes, you know, leaves the game. Um, but so, yeah, I have no beef with rain. I just have like it's like sometimes you just got to like take an L. Now, to answer the reason we started talking about it is the Bengals. Like, we're already seeing Randy was sharing us, Joe Burrow saying he's going to take less money. He knows it's important to keep his weapons, you know? Um, okay. So, are you going to take enough? Are you going to take so little money that you can keep your weapons and your offensive line and your defense? I mean, Joe Burrow's not taking a $10 million contract. I can I mean, guarantee you that. I'll just say this living here. The, the the delusions of grandeur that Bengals fans have on this bargain rate that they expect Joe Burrow to take. And for the record, guys, I don't care whether it's Burrow or Hertz or anyone. If you want to get paid, get paid, man. I dude, I would never. Here's the thing: I it's in no one's right to say what a guy should make or what a guy should do. If anybody wants to get paid, let him get paid. Listen, I think that there's a strategy i think that there isn't enough thoughtfulness in sports specifically in football where there's a very you know difficult cap situation i don't think there's enough thoughtfulness from these players about how much more money you can make by being there a long time and consistently winning i think that's something that tom brady figured out very early on and, you know, you could argue a little bit that maybe Tom Brady knew what a lot of people said about Tom Brady, which is, you know, it's a Brady Belichick thing. It's a game manager thing. It's a, like whatever. Like you could you could art. You could make the argument that he he knew putting myself in cap hell for my own benefit actually hurts me long term. Maybe I'm not the quarterback of the Patriots for 20 years if that happens. Maybe I'm the quarterback of the Patriots for 10 years. But if I make ha- twice as much money, you know what I mean? Like the, the math is there where you can do it. So it's like the question becomes with guys like Burrow and the guy and guys like Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes took all the money. Patrick Mahomes had to lose receivers, offensive line, guys in his backfield, and guys on his defense because of it. And he just won a Super Bowl. If you're Jalen Hurts, if you're Joe Burrow, you got that in you? Joe Burrow is like, maybe I I don't know. Maybe I need Jamar Chase. Maybe I need T. Higgins. Maybe I need him to do it. And so I'm going to do this. And maybe he's just smart enough. As a New York football Giants fan, Devontae Smith already haunting my dreams. Obviously, A.J. Brown is probably not a long-term thing. A lot of the guys that they went out and got in the – you know, you pick up an Adamican Sue. You pick up uh, the, the, the nickel corner. You pick up these guys. You probably can't just go, hey, let's extend all of them. There's just there's, there's the money's just not there. 
I will be interested to see. I mean, I'm sure they're going to pay Devontae Smith, and rightfully so. But I'll be interested interested to see. And I think Jalen Hurts showed me exactly like how good he's capable of being last night. But if he gets $400 million, is he suddenly not going to have the best offensive line? Suddenly not have the best defensive line? It's a dangerous game to play. To me, I would be very upset as a New York football Giants fan to hear Jalen Hurts say, $200 million, I still have generational wealth, and that's fine with me. I want to win. I would fucking crumble. I would cry. I'd literally cry if he came out and made that statement. And I would cry tears of joy if he was like, I think I just proved I'm on Patrick Mahomes level. We were three points away from winning that game. Bad call. I deserve Patrick Mahomes money. I deserve $500 million. I would jizz in my own hair like something about Mary. Good reference. By the way, I couldn't make that movie in 2023. No. And and listen, I'm there as a New York football Giants fan. There is no middle ground with quarterbacks. Right now, if you look at it, Ryan Tannehill gets $25 million or $28 million or something like that. And then there's a gigantic drop. I think the next guy on that list is like $12 million or something like that. There's a huge jump. There is no $20 million a year quarterback. As a Giants fan, I'm like, Daniel Jones, dude. You have an opportunity here. Take $20 million. You could be the Giants quarterback for a while. Yeah. Get $30 million, You might get cut next fucking year. You might get sure. cut in two years. If you can't get it done, yeah. we can't give no. you weapons. We can't give you an offensive line. We can't give you a defense. It's a dangerous game to play. We're, we're right there. And obviously, we didn't have the season that, that the Eagles had. And, and, and right now... As, as high as I have Daniel Jones, doesn't look like we have the quarterback that Jalen Hurts is. Definitely proved me wrong last night in how he played. But he's a, is he a $400 million quarterback? I don't think so. But that's just me. For me to get that money, you have to do it more than one year. He had a great year. He got MVP votes. Had a great Super Bowl. Yeah, MVP he w- vote. Oh, was it just one? I think so. I think he got one and Josh Allen somehow got one. That's right. You're right. Now, me personally, I don't throw him that much money. I don't offer him that much until you do it a couple years in a row. Right? The, the NFL is crazy, man. You never know who's good year to year. He's got some serious weapons. He's got a great O line. I think he's a great player, though. He surprised me. I've been all, I've been wrong about him. He's also running quarterback, though. I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to ignore that. How can you ignore that? With like multiple Hall of Famers on his offensive line, defense yeah. lines. Like, like, listen, these guys get hurt, man. And 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 listen, like played a great game last night. Would have been no, the MVP if they won. No doubt about that. Also, if you look at this year, and, and and this is really more for the Eagles' defense than it is for Jalen Hurts. Cowboys put up a bunch of points on them. Packers put up a bunch of points on them. Chiefs put up a bunch of points on them. Like, 
The Eagles played a lot of suspect teams this year and beat up on them. They obviously, I think we can all agree the two best teams made the Super Bowl last night. You know, 38-35. Like, it was a great game. But, you know, are the Eagles, when they have a first-place schedule next year, is their defense going to be as good as they were against the teams they played this year? Well, you know what I find Offensive line getting a little bit older. Got to start the, paying some people. Did you see the early Vegas odds? Yeah, I mean, they're right there with the Bills and the Niners. But but they're behind the Chiefs and the Bengals as far as winning the Super Bowl. I think I think we can all agree, and it's 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 safe to say, in sports in general, like no one's confident. You can't be confident that the Eagles are going to make it back to the Super Bowl next year. No, no, definitely not. I, I I would say I would say one of the few things that we have in sports over the last I don't know twenty five years is uh, you can be pretty confident that LeBron James might make the finals. We can maybe be pretty. You can be like pseudo confident even with the parody in the NFL. Like maybe the Chiefs are back. You know, sure. A little bit. You could have a little bit of confidence. I guess the question for you is, Andy, how confident if if I had to say on a scale from one to ten, one being not confident at all, ten being very confident. How confident are you that the Eagles play in an NFC championship game next year? Four to five. It's about where I put it. It's about where I put it. I put the conversely, I put the Chiefs at eight and a half. Oh, to be in the AFC championship game? Yeah. Yeah. Going I'm going nine out of ten. Something could happen. Yeah. But and that one and that thing could you know, and they can certainly not go to the Super Bowl. But <laughs> Death Taxes and fucking Death Taxes, two picks from Dak and the Chiefs make the AFC championship game. <laughs> yeah, until they don't. Can we talk about the halftime show for a minute? Sure. I know everyone has such heated opinions on this. Why? I don't know. So. I'm not the world's biggest Rihanna fan, but like, cool, great show. She did. Well, here's the thing. And I, and I was interested. Not kind, a, of a, kind of reminded that Rihanna has some hits. Not a single cameo, though. Yeah. Jay-Z doesn't come out. She does Kanye's song, and I'm like, if she brings out Kanye, which yeah. you knew would not yeah, happen. Yeah, you knew. She, was, she had a better chance of bringing out Kyrie. I thought Jay-Z would pop out. He was at the game. I kind of like it, though. People like, were very angry. That, that she didn't have cameos? That Just her performance. I, I live with one who was very angry. What was she angry about? My girlfriend is like a diehard Rihanna stan. Okay. What was the issue? just didn't like the performance i, I think it's like okay, well she's, i gotta i gotta have there's gotta be a backup for that right I, yeah i don't know just didn't like it it was too lame and she's seen her live i think well she's pregnant and that's what the thing i said i was like well she's pregnant I mean, what do you want i don't know i mean but everyone, everyone's so heated online about it well there's always the heat the you know there's always a certain amount of heat online about like, basically, unless fucking, I, I was going to say Willie Nelson, but I'm sure he's pretty triggering to red staters at this point, too. 
Um, but unless it's unless Johnny Cash is comes back from the dead and plays halftime, we know fifty percent of the country is going to be offended that somehow something Rihanna did is satanic, a ritual, or something like that. You know, like we already know the way our country is. Half the people are going to hate it, no matter what, and vice versa. Um, but like last year, and I was at the game. Um, we got every rapper that's ever even stepped foot in Los Angeles. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever have been in this within the city limits, you were there. And now this year we're like, no cameos guys. I, uh, I would have liked I to mean, seen a cameo. I'm not okay. Gonna lie. Well, listen, I hate to do it, but like name a black person that wasn't on stage last year. What do they got to come every year to do the fucking super bowl? Like, I'm just saying she, she's had some hits with some rappers. Like you, I couldn't tell you the last time there was zero cameos. I know, Nothing? but it's I'm I'm okay with it. You two didn't have to have a cameo. Tom Petty didn't have to have a cameo. Bruce Springsteen didn't have the Bruce Springsteen didn't have to bring out little Yachty. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, wait, we're like, what, what what happened, Prince? No, the game. Come on, Prince. We can't get a little T.I. up in the house. But I would argue those people and people might. Are an artist that have their own. Well, they might kill me on this. Rihanna is very connected to a lot of other acts on her songs. Is she not? Sure. Right. Was she part of Rockefeller for a while, I assume? I don't know. I don't know her record label deals, but my point is. She's closely linked to obviously Jay Z, which then makes her linked to Kanye, and obviously we all know what's going on there. But I was just a little surprised, and I think again that she is pregnant. It's going to maybe limit her mobility or her dancing or whatever. I don't even know. What, I don't even Listen, know what Rihanna does. Is, is Rihanna considered a dancer? Does she dance? I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I think she probably. I'm sure she does at some point. But like my thing with Super Bowl halftime shows is like. Unless it's like god awful. Or conversely, unless it's like an actual musical act that's playing their instruments and performing, like the in between, like like I'm here for you two and Prince and Tom Petty and Springsteen, like all those artists I named. You know, that's what I'm here for. Um and then what I'm not here for is Katy Perry lip syncing while a shark dances like i'm not here for that i'm not here for like you know whatever other like crate but like really in the middle if you come in the middle you're just rihanna i just uh, i'm rihanna i showed up i did my songs i'm like i'm not i'm really kind of unaffected but i think people want to see the shark eating Katy perry as she flies down so so people's issue with rihanna is like not enough moments to tweetable make fun of her about I think people want to see not just a performance. They want to see an entire circus. There's no other way to put it. I know. Well, listen, my significant other isn't pregnant. Your significant other isn't pregnant. But, like, you know, put them on a – put them on a fucking float – when – when – if you're no, out no, no, there, by the way, I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging. If you're her. out there and your wife and girl or girlfriend are are pregnant, try asking them to get up on a fucking floating platform, and just see. 
just for shits and giggles. See what no, for sure. I, by the way, I'm not judging her. I'm saying this is what people want to see. I don't know her whole story. I know she just had a kid, and clearly she's about to have another kid. With they say Rocky, that's my dude. Now where was he? That's a question. But there's a have, there's a valid they, question. But they don't have songs together. Him and Skrillex come out together. <laughs> <laughs> and do just the dubstep and do the dubstep dirty sports podcast uh, song. I'm just saying, man. What do you think of the commercials? Um, I watched a bunch of them today. No, nothing really stand out. Like I, I actually thought the the um, Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts thing was kind of funny. That was good. It was um, good. I like that. Well, our boys Miller Lite, obviously our team Miller Lite. There was a Miller Lite Coors Light battle that ended up being a Blue Moon commercial. That was which, wild. Which was a great explanation, by the way. Yeah, to my significant other. Yeah. So, so lost that like she's like, oh, Blue Moon got him. I was like, you know, they own Blue Moon too. Yeah, I'm like, they they would not be able to do this commercial. It's all the same company. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, newsflash. You got sometimes you got to put something in girls' terms. You got to be like, listen, Blue Coors Light is the Kardashians, and Miller Light is the Jenners, Ooh. and Blue Moon is Tristan Thompson that showed up. See, <laughs> it's it's all the same world. Like he didn't steal the show. It's like they're, yeah. they're all they're all a family. Yeah. Um, the, the Will Ferrell thing was kind of funny. Like th- just to me, what no the Adam and Eve commercial. I kind of like that one. I don't know if I saw it. I don't think I saw it. Everybody was naked. I didn't see it. I think Anna Ferris was in that one. I missed it. Sorry. I watched like some, I watched some like top 15 commercials from the Super Bowl thing today because avocados, avocados coming in early. I didn't see that. And I did. I also didn't see the Jesus one that everybody's upset about. <laughs> Also, I just I always love that. Like, they, well, they ran multiple ones. I don't even. Paid I don't for know. I don't by know. the Jesus Freaks of America. It's like it's like remember the Got Milk ads. You're like, who who's in charge of these ads? Like, milk isn't a brand. And then you're like, oh, it's the Dairy Farmers of America. So it's a he gets us. I don't. I don't know what that. Uh... Uh, to me, it's, uh, I'm going to quote a classic Andy Ruther when the NFL used to do the pink things. Who doesn't know about breast cancer? Who doesn't know about Jesus? Are there people out there who don't know about Jesus? Wow. The branding firm confirmed the campaign for this is going to be a billion dollars over the next three years. Now, they've been running these during other football games. I still don't know what they're trying to promote. Jesus, I believe. Aware, Jesus awareness. Okay. Yeah. And and honestly, much like listen, I, 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 and honestly, much like the breast cancer, right? Like, if you know anything about like the Susan G. Komen breast cancer, whatever, it's like it's all a fucking scam. Yeah, ninety percent of it doesn't go to breast right. cancer. Yeah, Susan like Cohen. you're 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 taking money and you're talking about breast cancer awareness, but you're not using any of that money to like whatever. It's like the audacity of spending a billion dollars in the name of Jesus. Who would be like, what? Wait, what are you? What are you, you're not like feeding the poor or like taking care of the sick? No, we're making people aware that you exist. He's like, okay, I, I thought I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought I, I thought I handled that with the whole uh, cross thing. 
Well, that's a great way to tie a few things together. We didn't discuss last episode uh, about Jesus and taking money from charities. Russell Wilson, real quick, for anybody who missed this, has been exposed. His charity has been exposed. An investigation by USA Today found that Russell Wilson's foundation reported it spent just 24.3 cents of every dollar on charitable activities in 2020 and 2021. So not even 25 cents for every dollar went to his actual charity. Now, <clears throat> I do not I'm not a Russell Wilson fan. I think we all know this. I'm sure his knowledge on this is limited. I'm sure it is. But also, you know, it's, not, it's your name, bro. It's your yeah, name. Exactly. It's a cop out. And you know, I hate to do I hate to bring up, get get your drinks ready. I hate to bring up LeBron again, but like throughout his career, you know, we've seen a lot of things. One of them pissed people off. You know, the decision really pissed people off. It was all for charity. He started a school. It was all for charity. Like if you're going to do these things, you don't have to, if you're Russell, you don't have to start a charity. No. If you do it, like, you know, put some effort into it, do it right. And don't seem to be like scamming people. Now, listen, there's a lot of charities that fucking do this. A lot of them. A lot of charities that do this. But if you're going to put your name on it. Know where the money's going. Yeah. Come on. End of story. And also, if you guys are going to donate to charity, this is just my advice. Do with it what you want. Do research before you donate to any charity. Like, yeah. wh- wh- where was I the other day? Like, I can guarantee you that when you Venmo Joe Prano, it goes to Miller Lite. That's a, that is a guarantee. Yeah, the other day I was... Not 2.4 cents of every dollar. <laughs> yeah, they, they asked me to round up yesterday. I forget which, which store I was at. And I, I didn't want to do it. You know, I wasn't going to do it. I, I held back. Normally I wouldn't. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I don't know where this money's going. Oh, your your total's thirty three twenty five. Do you want to round up to thirty four? I don't know where the seventy five cents is going. Yeah, am I am I funneling childhood traffic? Yeah, I've never been inside the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. Let me see what's in the rooms, man. I, I want to know where it's going. Which again relates us to even another story. Is Grimace just in one of the rooms of the Ronald McDonald House with hookers and blow? I want to see what's in the house, man. As a former McDonald's employee. I don't think that's true, but I'm not sure. As a former employee, he used to dress as the Hamburg- Hamburglar for kids' parties. So my first week at McDonald's, did I ever tell you my brother straight up heckled me? He came to work to heckle me. Brad, of course, no surprise there. He showed up at McDonald's, and I'm on the fries. I'm like 15 or 16, and he's like, what's up, fry guy? Give me some fries. Hey, fry guy back there. Make those fries quicker. I need some fries. And I'm like, people are like, who is that guy? It's so funny, that- dude. It's, it's, it, you know, John worked at McDonald's, my brother John. Oh, I didn't know that. And we were like, let's go fuck with John. And John was like, if you come in, I'm going to spit in your food. And we we're like, okay, we're not, <laughs> we, we just like, we just straight up don't go to McDonald's when John was there. We're like, no, okay. John's working today. It's Burger King. He's like, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll jizz in your fucking fries. I was like, oh, okay. Well, Man, that's funny. He's like, those, those pickles taste funny? Yeah, I pissed in the pickle jar. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, okay. okay. Looks like it's Wendy's today. 
dude, you know how much power these workers have now? These teenagers. Every place you go to, like if you go to a fast food place, they're such dicks because they can, because every place needs fast food workers. Like they can hire just assholes and you can't talk shit because they're going to do exactly that to your food. Yeah. Dude, you can be rude as fuck to me. I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. I don't want you rubbing my cheeseburger all over your pubes. Yeah. (laughs) I know things I did when I worked in the service industry. I'm not about that game. Yeah. Did you see Brett Favre? Suing McAfee and Shannon Sharp? Brett Favre, speaking of charity. Yo, Brett Favre, sue me, you fucking thief. Hey, Brett Favre, you fucking criminal thief, you fucking monster, you piece of trash stealing from Mississippi, you garbage person, you fucking dirty thief, you fucking scumbag piece of shit. Sue me, you fucking monster. Yeah, he's suing Pat McAfee, Shannon Sharp, and I believe the state auditor from Mississippi. This is wild to me. You got this a small what, dick, dude. I seen it. So this is what the this small is what the, dick thief. This is what the lawsuit claims about Shannon Sharp. Sue me, shrimp dick. It alleges that Sharp defamed Favre by saying on his broadcast that Favre was a sorry mofo to steal from the lowest of the low, and that Favre stole money from people that really needed that money. So that's what he's suing for. And then also on Pat McAfee's show, according to the suit. Pat called Favre a thief and was stealing from poor people in Mississippi. The suit also accuses McAfee of making similar remarks on Twitter. And good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that, Brett Favre. Yes, shrimp dick thief. His lawyers are just taking full advantage of him. Yeah. Does Brett Favre even know what's going on here? Like, I'm not justifying what happened, but like, He's got CTE for sure. Oh, yeah. And God knows what he's on, pill-wise, drug-wise. How are you going to sue people who are on TV? Also, how are you going to sue people when everybody knows the story? When you (laughs) fucking, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, he can't sue me for saying he's got a shrimp dick, right? We've all seen his dick. But he might. Dirty Sports LLC, if you want to come after us. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's why we have an LLC, Andy. Time out. Time out on that. By the way, that's the state of California, which no longer exists. So, yeah, good luck with that farm. That's that's what LLC was formed. Also, good luck ever getting a dime out of me, state of California. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just poking the bear now. Yeah. Shrimp dick IRS. Oh, God. Now we're really done for I just won't say anything about YouTube because we all know how they act. We love YouTube. Yeah, man. I'm going to start doing YouTube shorts. We put out our first one, speaking of YouTube. Hell yeah. Did you see what it, and the TikTok we'll wrap, is lit? I'm going to die. Instagram I'm, I'm, Reels is lit. I'm on it. It's a new Ruther. It's it's a new me. I'm back, baby. I have to play real quick with Aaron Rodgers. I got I to tell you, no, I got to sh- gotta shout out your boy. I got to shout out your boy. Your boy, I was I was texting with Magic the other day, and um, he's like, "I'm glad to see you guys went to Streamyard." And I was like, "When you say that, 
It makes me think you probably told Ruther years ago you should go to StreamYard and he ignored it. He's like, yep, absolutely. I was like, well, that's kind of that's kind of the most classic Andy Ruther shit I've ever heard. He did? I No, I gave other people – well, a lot of people told me to go to StreamYard. Yeah. I don't remember him when he told me. He I'm was just like, I'm glad to see you finally – you guys finally went to StreamYard. And I was like, when you say it like that, it makes me think you probably told Ruther this two years ago and he ignored you. He's like, yep, exactly. I was like, yeah, that there's never been a more on-brand Andy Ruther thing forever than to be like two years late and somebody else finally tells him about it and be like, yeah, man, all right, I'll check it out. Was he eating a helmet Shut up, Majid. It's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your nachos, Majid. So shout out to Majid. We could have been doing YouTube shorts years ago. Now, listen, I give you, that's fine. I certainly wasn't going to do it. I'm still not going to do it. I show up, talk some shit. You cut them into TikToks and we out of here. No, you, you you can help me on the TikTok front. Yeah, I got you. You can help me on the TikTok front. Yeah, I'm going to go on there today and call Brett Farber Shrimp Dick a couple of times. See if we can't get ourselves a lawsuit. I feel like TikTok people get fucking turnt on this stuff, man. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm telling you, man, the TikTok algorithm is un, is like unmatched. Like all those people in our TikTok comments, they're just all day. They're just watching like Michael LeBron go shit. Like it's just like if that's what your thing is, scroll through our TikTok sometime just because I've been like conversing with those people. And then like our shit is literally if you guys are bored of the LeBron MJ debate, don't look at what our TikTok algorithm will show. It's literally just that. That's crazy, man. Because, again, it'll get traction on other things. But I saw the amount of replies. People get so worked up over this stuff. It's I just feel like that's the other thing, too. I feel like I have a pulse on TikTok, like how to trigger people on TikTok. Almost to a fault because I triggered Taylor Swift fans to the point where they've now got me shadow banned on my personal. So we're focusing on the dirty sports. But, uh, yeah, TikTok's an easily triggerable group of people. Well, I just feel that discussion in general is so trigger triggerable. And, and you're right. That's what's going to happen with Mahomes. If Mahomes keeps playing at this level, like let's say he gets another championship in the next year or two, then that discussion is just going to come to the forefront. Brady's going to unretire. <laughs> Brady's, Brady's gonna come out at age fifty, just that Pat Stad or Stat Pat Pat, Pat Stad. Am I high, Pat Stad? Stad uh, Pat. Brett Brett Favre is also suing Pat Stad for <laughs> for his podcast. Uh, Prano, can we keep it kind of short today? Sure. I don't even know what I never know what short feels like. You know, I'm like. It's been an hour and 30 minutes. It's not yeah. exactly short. Let's go. I mean, yeah, what else? Is there anything else that we, we didn't, we were supposed to talk about that we didn't? No, I mean, th- there's other things we could, we could discuss, but now that football's over, we'll, we'll jump into obviously way more NBA. All Baseball's just around the corner. I was yeah. going to say to you, Andy, uh, you know, and I know you're a pretty busy guy and you got some things coming up. I don't know if you're, if you get a little break from, uh, from uh chili tweeting in the off season i don't know if you uh, how basketball season is going what is the potential just throwing it out there and and you don't have to explain yourself what is the potential of andy ruther uh seeing a spring training game in arizona this year 
there could be some potential. We'll have to discuss off air. Okay. Get me out there. I wouldn't want to see the team from Cincinnati if I went. That's fine. We don't have to support them. I never want to see them. Yeah, nobody does. I don't want to be a... Yeah, it's too bad the Mets play in Florida, you know, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. I, I got to get off my, you know, this is this is a tough time for me when the NFL ends. It's time to start doing some, some you know, we got about a month plus here before baseball, you know, season. We've got before March Madness really kicks in. This is where we're going to get some real triggerable TikTok topics, you know? Gary Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> the infamous dirty sports Gary Coleman episode. I know for sure happened in February. It's like right around this time. Yeah. What you talk about? Yeah. Well, we are available on all social media guys. Just follow us at the dirty sports. All social. It's pretty simple. Car hotline. 310-359-8365. Joe Brandon does stand-up comedy. Go check him out live. I do. I uh, have some shows this week in San Diego. Um, Wednesday, Thursday in San Diego. Friday, Saturday here in L.A. Uh, Next weekend, uh, Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Friday, Saturday. Um, And then after that... uh, uh, After that... uh, the the big one if you're in Montana last best comedy show on Friday March 10th if you're in Montana Bozeman Montana last best comedy show Friday March 10th two shows get your tickets now tweet at me text at me uh, Instagram me TikTok at me and show me you got some tickets to see me in Montana really appreciate it follow me on all social media at Joe Prano follow us on Dirty Sports on TikTok and on YouTube and on the Instagram because we got reels and shorts. And talks happening. Yeah. Good stuff happening right now. All right, guys. That's our show for today. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.